Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew. Let us listen to God's story of the saving use of water. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, There is one more powerful than I coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee, and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the spirits of the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Holy and gracious God, we come this morning and we are seeking those words. You are my beloved child. With you I am well pleased. We seek your love and we seek, O oh God, to be children of love and to walk in the ways of Christ. So come and pour your word and spirit out upon us. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. I grew up in the Midwest around rivers and creeks and streams. I grew up with canoes and rapids. As a child on the Sandy Run Creek, my brother and sister and I played Lewis and Clark, going down the river, fishing, roasting hot dogs with my grandmother as we explored new lands and new worlds. The ocean comes in and the ocean goes out, but rivers move along. They take us to new places. And the heavens are telling us about the power of God. On January 1st, I resolved to go to the gym every morning at 6.15 when my vacation was over. On January 4th, the last day of my vacation, I twisted my foot. On January the 5th, I decided I should let it rest. 
On January the 6th, I got up at 6.15 and went to the gym. Today is January the 11th, and I will definitely go back to the gym tomorrow. Change is hard. And there are things about ourselves, our lives, that we want to be different. More exercise, less time playing Candy Crush, getting organized, more sleep, more joy. And there are so many things about our world that we want to be different. We want there to be less fear for our children. We want there to be more time. We like that idea of a new year where the time seems to turn a bend and take us away from some of the horrors of the past year. There are things that we can change and there are things we cannot and we do pray for the wisdom to know the difference. It is good for us to remember that God is on the side of change. Or more rightly, transformation. God is on the side of beginnings. Out of chaos, God creates light and life. God creates a new day. And it is good. That story of God creating the world good can become a vague memory or sometimes feel as if it is a myth in the sense of a fairy tale that simply does not apply. As we look at the headlines and watch the killing of the weak on YouTube, or if we are first century peasants living under the threat of starvation or the violence of Roman soldiers, and any attempt to bring about change. And then Jesus is baptized. And this is where it all starts for Mark. We are on the fourth verse of the first chapter of Mark. In the Gospel of Mark, there is no birth story. There are no angels announcing the birth of the Lord. There's no manger. There's no stable. For Mark, the baptism is Jesus' birth. Baptism is the new life. And the midwife is this grisly prophet, John the Baptist, warning people to get into the water or be burned up by the coming wrath of God. John called for change. And he thought that God was going to bring this change. And he was sure that it was going to be a mighty change in which the enemies of Israel would be taken away. It was a baptism of repentance, remembering that repentance means turning, 
turning away from that which is destructive to turning towards that which is life-giving. John the Baptist preached about turning away from violence, turning away from poverty, turning away from injustice and exploitation, and turning to peace and justice. It was more than about individual sins. Jesus was baptized, and John was baptizing people in the Jordan. The Jordan is not just any river. The Jordan is the river through which the Israelites, the Hebrew people, entered the promised land. Just like when Moses parted the Red Sea and the people walked through the sea out of slavery into freedom, so when Joshua brought the children of Israel to the Jordan, Joshua raised up his hands and the Jordan River parted and the people left the desert and came into a land of new promise. John is out there in the Jordan pushing people down into the water into hope of a new beginning in the promised land. That's what John is doing. John is creating the expectation of something new, that God can make things new, that God has made things new. God is pouring hope upon the people of what God has done in the past that God will do. And the people are to be part of this turning of God, even turning from their own resignation to poverty or violence. And Jesus resolved to be a part of that transformation. And he came down to the Jordan, and the love of God poured out on Jesus. While John expected the wrath of God to come and change things, Jesus was baptized with the Holy Spirit and heard God say, I love you. I give you the power of love. Change will come through kindness and compassion and justice that is the very strong power of love that turns us from fear and hate and poverty and exploitation to generosity and courage and creating new life. So Jesus resolved to be a part of the new day, a new year, a new era, empowered by God to change the world for good. So each one of us comes today aware of our sins, aware of our own need to turn in our lives towards that which gives us life. And we come aware of the sins of our world, 
the wealth disparity, the violence, the sinful systems that demand of us hard labor, that demand of us a constant striving for more, that leave us starved for sleep, often starved for meaning, overwhelmed by stress, and calling out for relief. And we come on this affirmation of our baptism, on this baptism of the Lord, to go down into the Jordan River, to step into that forgiveness and repentance, that new day, new year, new start. We come to put ourselves in the flow of the power of God's grace, the power to change, the power to turn around, the power of God's love. We come, but then we go home. So how do we take that power of this transformation that we affirm today home with us? Most likely somebody brought us here when we were children because they resolved that we would be raised in a community of love and grow in grace. Now, we could resolve to pray more and attend worship more, to meditate for 20 minutes every day, and these are good resolutions. But all the science on resolutions tell us that it's about habits. So how do we have that habit of stepping into the Jordan each day? One way in which we can have that habit is by saying and hearing that we are beloved children of God. And with us, God delights. In humanity, God resolves to love us. I am a beloved child of God. And with me, God is well pleased. Say it with me. I am a beloved child of God. And with me, God is well pleased. I am a beloved child of God. And with me, God is well pleased. I am a beloved child of God, and with me, God is well pleased. If we can hear that and remember the ways in which God's love is flowing through our lives today, even if we just say it, then maybe we will do things such as repent of listening to the detailed reports out of Paris over and over again. What do we want to hear more? Another report about brutal violence with more gory details? Or I am a beloved child of God. With me, God is well pleased. If we heard that over and over again, might we be more 
spiritually prepare to consider the creative ways to respond to fear and intolerance and violence? Might we have the power to create a new world with our children and have those conversations about words and speech and how they hurt sometimes and how to be careful with our words and that it is never right to hit or kill Maybe we'll have a conversation about what our teenager thinks about freedom of speech and find out where they're coming from. Maybe we will find out about those Muslims who are calling for today and who are marching in the streets of Paris against this violence. I am a beloved child of God. We are, all of us, in this world, beloved children of God and with humanity, God is well pleased. Rivers have a current, the power to move us to new places and new possibilities. Today we step into the Jordan, and God creates again. Come. As we pour the water, let it fill you. And in that splash, hear once again, I am a beloved child of God. With me, God is well pleased. I ask you, therefore, to stand at this time and find your bulletins. While we reaffirm our decision, our choice to step into the river of God's love. Therefore, I ask you, will you persevere in resisting evil, repent, and turn around to the love of God? Will you? Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Jesus Christ? Will you? Will you proclaim by word and deed? And will you seek to serve Christ in all people, loving your neighbor as yourself? Will you? For 2,000 years, people have been united in a creed of saying what we believe. We say this, and some of these ancient words have different meaning for us, but in them we step into a 2,000-year tradition of people stepping into the love of God. And so in that spirit, let us say what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. 
On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. You may be seated. Let us pray. O holy God, we offer thanks and praise as again we gather around the water to remember that in water all life took shape and through the sea you led your people to freedom. In a river you stood with us and poured out your love. So speak to us this day that we may hear the words again. You are my beloved children, and in you I am well pleased. Seal us again with the sign of your love and grace, for in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Beloved children of God, remember your baptism and be thankful. Let us stand and sing. 